Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the bonus episode for October 2019. Although, technically, I guess there's two bonuses this month. It doesn't matter. It's about every month or so we give you guys a bonus show. And uh, today's no different. Thanks for your support. On our support system at ThereWillBeDungeons.com, ThereWillBeDungeons.com. Go check it out if you haven't looked at all the details or maybe an upgrade that you would have uh, for yourselves that you might like. Bump it up. Or not. Keep it where it is. Either way, we love you. And if you haven't done it, that means you're getting this a week later. Ah, woe is you. Well, if you go support us at our thing, then you don't have to wait. You get it the same day everybody else does. All right. Let's dive right in. As you know, we all sit here and we get ready to answer a bunch of questions. Kristen has has them at the ready. Take it away. Okay, first question. Bo, you made a pretty bold storytelling choice having Walnash reveal so much to about so much to the party did you always plan on that or did you insert it for another reason and if so what yes (laughs) yeah that's it (laughs) all right Uh, well did i always plan on it i mean i uh, i think so i think so Okay. It's strange planning D D because you never you're not sure exactly how things are gonna unfold, right? So Yeah, I'm but, guessing I'm guessing from today's episode that there were a lot of things that we decided to do that you didn't there's no way you planned on what happened tonight. There's no way, right? Like all that stuff was pretty improv. What tonight? Yeah. Like our our Well, no, you what you guys did was what you guys did, but you know, knowing that there's an end goal and a confrontation and that Right. I mean, it depends on what you're asking. Did I plan exactly that it was going to be revealed at that exact moment in that exact way? No. Was there a sense that the transversal drive and what it was capable of and the choices that it would present? Yes, right from the beginning. Right. To me, that's fascinating, which is why I guess people ask. Yeah. Good answer. There's still stuff that's not yet revealed. Whoa. (laughs) Everyone still has their secrets. Most people, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now we're going to delve into some penis talk today. <laughs> With the introduction of the Blue Bull and Monster Mender, you said that Monster Mender can regrow limbs in non-lizard folk, but it can poison them. Does this mean Nash could regrow his penis? Oh, man. No, it can regrow. I'm not sure if I misspoke when I said it. It can regrow the limbs of lizard folk. Oh. It doesn't necessarily work on other races. So if I, Okay. So humans, not so much, maybe, possibly, but probably not. 
It might, it might not. It's unproven, but it definitely worked in the case of Jor-El. I mean, Kristen, if I was to have my guess as to if whether or not that particular appendage is ever reformed, it'll come in the form of uh, magic. Some sort of, that isn't a potion. It'll be some sort of ritualistic something, something that'll give me back my fertility. <laughs> Dark fertility ritual. (laughs) And then we had a follow-up question, not to downplay the prowess of Nash's penis, but (laughs) limbs are usually arms and legs. Fine counterpoint. And even if he could regrow it, is it worth the price of losing an (laughs) item (laughs) slot? Wait, losing an item slot? Is that what he said? Yeah, because you're sticking stuff up there now. (laughs) Is your new habit. The bag of of unusual holding. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, honestly, at this point, I don't want to. I don't want to go back to normal. Like to me, that's an ad. That's a bonus and a fun new aspect of my character. It's kind of like the baby arm. I don't. I never want that to go away. Um, you know, Bo may have his ideas, but I, you know, these little additions, as weird as they are, they're some of my favorite things. So you'd think I'd go. Well, as long as I can stay a dragon, I don't care. But no, the answer is I like having a crotch pouch for things, crotch pocket. Crotch pocket, like yep. a hot pocket. Yeah, like a hot pocket. <laughs> exactly. Or in Varel's uh, so phalanges that case. That is actually gross. Cold pocket is more like it. Anyway. <laughs> and then continuing with some Nash stuff, uh, John, you prompted this, and somebody in Discord took one for the team. Scott, what's the story behind the ring? The ring. The wedding ring. Oh, the wedding, the wedding ring. ring. Okay. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> I feel like we should preface this. There's going to be Scott's version of this story, and there's going to be Bo and John's version of this story, and it's probably two different things. Maybe. Okay. So, what happened? I mean, this is what really happened. Table talk wise, is what happened. We realized we needed a diamond in order in order to make whatever it's called orb, uh, scary fast fasty orb. What is it? Good God, chromatic chromatic orb. orb sorry. To make it work, you needed a diamond. And it could be any diamond. You could get it anywhere, but we weren't anywhere we were going to find it. And we had just leveled up and I needed, I wanted to use that spell pretty bad. And so um, we got to thinking and, or whatever. And I don't remember who actually said, well, wait, did you have a ring when you got married? And I, my answer was, oh, yeah, of course I did. I had a ring when I got married. It's a diamond ring. Uh, here it is right here on Nash's hand, like on his, you know, right in the finger it's supposed to be or left hand, I guess. And I, and I immediately, uh, thought, well, that's all I need. So when the time arose to use the the spell for the first time, I was going to do this dramatic jam the thing into the, into the orb. And suddenly I have my power. So is it different than that, John? Did I get it right? Or. I mean, you, you touched on most of the details. So one thing people might not know is that we did a spell audit with Scott, Bo and I did, and we went through, we gave him, we took a look at his spells. We did a little reworking on old Nash Magard. But the thing that I think is the funniest about the ring is we're racking our brains on how he's going to be able to cast this spell. If he takes it, we come up with the idea of, Oh, he can just have the ring on his finger and Scott's like, yeah, and then I jam it in the orb. And we're like, well, no, you don't have to. It's a ring on your finger. You can just use the ring on your finger. Oh, no. And lover boy here is like, yeah, but it's cooler if I just jam it in the orb. 
<laughs> so we go through all this trouble to give him a, a wedding ring, something of sentimental value to his character's wife. And he's like, no, but it's just way cooler if I just jam it in this orb and cast it that way. So anybody, and I think I saw somebody mention this. They're like, why did he put it in the orb? Why not just cast it from yeah. his hand? We told him he could do that. And he decided, no, it had to be in the orb. That was 100% a Scott slash Nash decision. Uh, that is correct. I forgot about that. Yeah, the, you, the, goal, the goal was to get the diamond no matter what. And their point was, well, if it's on you, you got it. But I really like the idea of like in the pinch going, we got to do this chink and then just have it break off into that and i could explain it explain it to angela ash we're gonna get home like she'd be like what happened to your wedding <laughs> ring and i'd say oh you want you want to hear this heroic thing i had to do and i would explain it and i'd show her the orb and i'd say ah oh, this is this is even better this really shows how our love will always last because now i can shoot cool shit out of it <laughs> i'll always jam it into orbs <laughs> so yeah it was a weird thing but it was it was necessary i felt like, it felt like the most Nash thing I could no, do. No, it wasn't. I think that was the point. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fine. It's okay. cool. Thank you. We get it. Thank you very much. Just the flavor thing. And speaking of flavor, Scott, if I remember correctly, you can acid breath outside of dragon form. And it seems like there should be an unlimited amount of acid breath. Are there reasons why Nash isn't making the fly references when using his acid breath? Like Jeff Goldblum as Grundlefly. Oh, um... I eat donuts with it, though. I just sort of barf on the donut and then eat the donut. No, that's not true. I love that scene. That's a great scene in the movie. (laughs) Um, But, uh, no, I don't know. You know what? Honestly, I kind of forget that I have it uh, when I'm out of dragon form. I just don't think about it. So I probably should more, although it basically at that point would act like a cantrip. And I already have acid splash as a cantrip. So it's kind of redundant. And I probably should have thought of this last time we were rejiggering my stuff. But um, yeah, I uh, your 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 dragon breath, I think, is a once per day, once per long rest deal. Oh, as in human form? Yeah. Oh, I thought I could I use it at will. Also, probably way more powerful than the yeah, acid splash. It is. All right. Well, it's just something I got to remember then, because I just don't think about it when we're in these fights. But I'll I'll try to. So I appreciate the reminder. There's a lot of Nash well, questions in here. <laughs> I know there Freaking were quite a few. Tried to get a cool flow here, but we're switching it now. All right. This one is for Varel. During a recent extra content Q&A, Bo and Kyle discussed Varel multiclassing because Barbarian is a simple class for a complex Kyle. Well, I love the idea. I also had the shower thought. Why doesn't the Eye of Grozil level up with Varel and grant him additional powers befitting the God Killer? Something like allowing Varel to willingly enter the rage of Grosjil once per long rest or giving his claws a sort of spell nullification ability. Well, Bo? Yeah, started as a Varel question, turned into a Bo question. <laughs> Maybe we can hash it out. But this. no, there is, there is a feature of the flaming shield that is yet to be revealed that I have discussed and unlocked. Ooh. Oh, yeah. wait. But for the most part, I mean, items don't really level up. So I'm, I'm not sure. You know, we could, but that's not the that's not the the item, right? So, yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. So the so listeners, oh, that's interesting. Uh, maybe they maybe the way it's been. I always kind of had it presented too, kind of like my heart, even. L- like maybe down the road, there's f- further development for those items. 
like in other words upgradable gear but but you're saying no not so much or not necessarily well you- there is no upgradable gear in in general in um in the game right right uh, but but couldn't you but, do that? Couldn't you say, all right, add a, your your eye of Grosjeel now has plus whatever to something, and he could m- manually keep track of it because he, not that he leveled it up, but he you know unlocked some new power or something. It's possible, right? I mean the the text for eye of Grosjeel is like a mile long. You know, there's a lot there's a lot of good stuff there. You just get new items. Huh. Like the problem with leveling up items is that like it's kind of you could also just get new items like you level up as your character, but items don't really are there inanimate objects. Even if they're magical, they don't really get better. I'm not saying no, and it's not a bad idea, but what also Varel just got an inventory of like a complete armor set of new toys to play with. So there's, there's a really a need for it, I guess. Uh, if you're talking from like a balance, like just a meta game, like why don't items level up in D and D not necessary. Mm. But also, you could do it. It's just more to track. I mean, stand, you don't even know the names of your spells, Nash. I'm not giving you something. Well, I've given you something that kind of does scale. Savage. <laughs> like, what's going on here? We're at our capacity for memorizing stuff. Oh, yeah. No. We don't need any more experience levels to track and stuff like that. But Yeah, I just is, I'm, not, I'm not known for, well, anyone who ever heard us talk about Heroes of the Storm on Core knows that Circle jerk is that, not the that proper being name. Said, yeah. um, artifacts are in D and D are noted for their sentience. Uh, everyone but Stanley has one. Mm. Has and sentience doesn't mean it's a living creature, but it's imbued with the spirit of something. It communicates with it. Those things do have willpowers, and those willpowers can express themselves in ways that are meaningful to the story. That also could involve them changing in some way. So that, I mean, that's possible. You have your wrench, Hope, and Varel. Uh, Grosjeel definitely has an influence over. It might not level up, but it, it has a mind of its own. It may decide to do something at some key point. You know, and you have some sort of dragon spirit inside you, Nash. What happens if that dragon spirit decides to do something you don't agree with? Right. So those are the dynamics of those items and what makes them interesting beyond their abilities. Yeah, that- I don't know. I don't oh, want to okay. poo-poo on the question. It's just there's no leveling up items in D and D. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Getting all salty about it. Uh, no salty, but you know. I know what you mean. There's enough to do already. Sure. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, for Hope, what was Hope thinking when Nash said we're just the backup? Hope really likes that because she doesn't like having attention on her. She likes people to think she's not powerful. So then she can kill an entire group of lizard folk, uh, walk into a room, <laughs> murder Illithid and other lizard folk. It's great. You're the John Wick of reigning queens, I found. Like you're not, you're just sort of you're trying to go about your day, but then someone kills your dog and that's it. Everyone's dead. You're all dead. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good comparison. I think that's pretty good. Very good. Uh, this one, the the first one's, uh, it's great. Uh, first question, I should just ask you, how much weed have you smoked in your life, Scott? I have never played D&D, and I swear half the shit Nash does is like hyper stoner mode. The weed part is you going, wait a second, what was that again? Maybe it's just old age. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for me, here's the absolute truth, and believe me or not, but the closest I've ever gotten to smoking pot was uh the dude next to me was really going hard at a concert I went to when I was 15. 
other than that, never tried the stuff. I've never had pot in my system. I don't know a thing about it. Um, but Nash, it kind of, this kind of just happened over time. But Nash is kind of that. I don't know how to explain it because it's not. He's not meant to be this just just that way for laughs. He's supposed to be reckless in a way that's um, I don't know, Dark Knight Jokery a little uh, without the meanness or the anarchy. It's a little more like. It's, hard, it's really hard to explain, but he's evolved into his own thing. Like, I don't feel like I even have much control over it, even though I totally do. I just feel like it's gone here and that's where it wants to be. And so he's just that way. He's just kind of acts like he's always high or he's being stupid or he's got a, you know, he gets too excited about stuff that you should probably shy away from or whatever. That's just him. And that's what I really liked about Chance's um, role play in these, in these last couple of episodes. He is that happy-go-lucky, innocent, hug-your-leg. Varel said to go do something, so he's going to go do it even though things have changed, but he's still going to go do it, and you have to stop him. Like I like when a character just leans into the thing that they are, and they don't they don't shy away from it. So that's what I try to do. With, I think we all try to do other characters, but that's, all, that's just Nash doing the same thing. Totally. And the second question, how much Patreon slash pod would you guys need to do a second full show a week? <laughs> Um, if you That's can, a good question. A bit more, <laughs> more than we have a, now. A lot more than we have a bit now. More. <laughs> but I'm not going to say it couldn't be done. Yeah, it could be done, <laughs> but it would have to be a lot more than it is now. I mean, we could probably even work out the math and tell people, hey, if we got to this, we'd do this, and maybe we will. But um, you know, as it I mean, right I now, think universally the will would be there. It's what can Bo do without dying. Oh. Like Bo would have to be set up enough to just make this his job. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't tie it to you know the amount there. I think it's more career consideration for me. I do do work a full time forty a week, so mm-hmm. the weekend's nice for the show because I'm in a relaxed state. Yeah, weeknights would be very difficult uh, with a you know nine to fiver. That's kind of the obstacle, I think. But that doesn't necessarily mean I have to do the second show or it has to be the same story necessarily. Um, I could participate as player for someone who wanted to do it during the week if we had a certain Patreon goal. Like, I'd be amenable to that and all that kind of stuff. So a lot of ways to skin that cat if people just enjoy listening to the way we play D&D, which is, you know, its own brand of comedy and they like it. I don't know. I don't know what that number is, but I think it's possible. I don't think it has to be that high necessarily. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone else has any thoughts on it. Every listener subscribe <laughs> at just the dollar level. I mean, it would be, that's literally would that would do it. Um, but yeah, it never yeah. works that way. I mean, like I, I was doing some numbers the other day and in uh what was it, seven days? I forgot the number is now. But in the month it was like eight hundred and fifty thousand shows were downloaded, which includes this, the instance, uh that's crazy. TMS, man. That's a, a, yeah. a bunch of numbers, and it's great. That's but I looked nuts. at that number and went, "Can you imagine if every person just did the one? Even if they just did it for the month, one month at a dollar? Yeah, the things I could do. Oh my gosh, it'd be insane! <laughs> but it's always this numbers game, and you're always playing with you know a, a small. It's always a smaller percentage, which is you know you hope to grow it and make it bigger and whatever. And the bigger the show gets, the bigger that percentage is, or the not necessarily the percentage; it kind of stays the same, but there are more people, and therefore it equals more. But, but yeah, that's you know the 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 
financial world of podcasting and content creation is is held down by the fact that the internet is a mostly free thing for most people who, you know, just keep getting it for free. It's like, you know, the millions of people that listen to NPR never donate a dime, but then there's enough that donate that they can kind of keep things alive. And, and certainly it's enough for us to do this show right now. But if people really wanted us to go to town and create a, you know, a larger enterprise out of this, we'd, we'd have to, we'd have to blow up in that regard. So we'll see. But also, it wouldn't it wouldn't take blow up, but it wouldn't take like millions either, right? You oh know, no, be, no, 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 not I at mean, all. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it, it might take millions, but it'd be cool. <laughs> if you could explore inverse more. I've been dying to get back to DMing, and I've been looking at that Curse of Strahd sandbox. Like there, there's the will to play. I, I mean, I just want to play more with you guys. Honestly, like every time yeah. I see any game on Steam, I'm like, oh damn, can we make time? <laughs> can we do that game? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. and there's that's the other thing is there's other avenues we could go down. It doesn't have to be necessarily a second session of D and D every week. It could be, um, you know, Bo's been itching to do Cyberpunk. Maybe that's a thing. You know, like mm-hmm. all of anything's possible. Uh, it's just I also a, want to do one shots of like the worst trash on DMs Guild. Oh. I shouldn't say trash, but you know, like the the cheesiest. Yeah, yeah, like a mystery science. You could call it dumpster fire. Well, it. I mean, because I don't want to say trash because it's not what I mean, but it's like <laughs> right. there's a, there, there's People an adventure on there. Can do it even yeah. if it's maybe not. There's an adventure know. on there called Nightmare uh, on Gnome Street or something like that. Oh my! You know? God. And it's like Nightmare on Elm Street, but I imagine it's gnomes. I don't know anything about it, but I'm like, <laughs> it's, you know, if there was just like a RPG that was just chickens and everyone had to role play a chicken B movie. Sessions? Yeah, yeah, like just B movie set. Like I'd yeah. love to do like we could do rotating and just it could be the most poorly written thing or the weirdest thing, and we could just roll those. I think that'd be fun. That would be fun. I don't think anyone's doing. Yeah, I agree. That would be not the good fun. ones, the worst ones. Oh yeah, the worst ones. Weird, the weirdest and the worst. <laughs> yeah, but see, that's um, the whole point. If we could figure out a way to do it, we'd do it. So yes, the answer is yes. It just we don't yeah, know. Yes, we, we there's definitely a will to do it and desire. Yeah, the will is there. the 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 ability to do it would need. We just need all of us would need more to make it happen. It's literally just you know paying the bills and making it work. Mm-hmm. All right. Question for Bo. First, I love the world you've created and your DM style. But why, when you play, are your characters such dicks? <laughs> Is it because <laughs> you're so nice in the real world and want to break? Or do you have another reason? <laughs> I want oh, you to know that this is not something personal, as the characters are the characters and not you. But I wanted to know if you go into playing a character knowing that they'll be jerks to others around them in general. Uh, I mean, I'm self-aware, so I know that they're going to be difficult. They're going to be a handful. Yeah. And I think that's more my personality than it's the characters I'm coming up with. But um, I think it has more to do with how we've also played D&D. Like I find our D&D sessions here, everyone's very respectful and very, you know, if someone else is speaking, they let the other person speak. They don't try to disrupt them. But the kind of like the kind of D&D that I would play with with at home friends, not online friends, because I always say friends, but then you guys are friends too. So I don't want to make it sound that way. Right. Is the more like, you know, we're relaxing and having fun. So yes, role playing correctly means X, but having fun on a Saturday night means, you know, pantsing someone in the middle of combat. So they trip and fall and, you know, not caring too much, uh, finding that balance between screwing one another and having a laugh versus taking the game seriously. So I just have that like impulse to just be bad. Well, that makes in sense. our world, I feel like our world 
I mean, all D&D to some level has some of that, but our world in particular is just such a dirty, awful, desert, ruined place that it fits there. Like No, but I mean, they mean when I play a character, so when oh, I'm Baffle Souls. I see. He's like, I'm nice and great, and, and then all of a sudden yeah. you put me in the hands of a character, and I'm like the biggest <laughs> asshole in the universe. <laughs> and that's that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think it's I, I think it's just Bo. I think right now we're in a world that personifies that. Like Bo creates the world, and so there's a lot of us, like normal-ish people, as much as you can describe our characters as such, in this chaotic world. And I think when you take Bo out of the person running the world, you just get the reverse of that. You get all of his chaos and all of mm. his everything, and it just boils down and laser focuses into one character so and there will be dungeons it's blown up it's in the world it's <laughs> creating scenarios where people are going to vomit for a minute into a uh, room non-stop that's that's where Bo manifests in the world uh in a world that's serious that's not likely to cause that to happen that's just going to be one character. He's going to be off looking for drugs or whatever he can do to be <laughs> in that same headspace. Yeah, I agree. I didn't do any drugs last time we played. <laughs> Usually you do, but not then. Okay. Oh, my but character. I you I mean. did. You oh, asked my I character, see. didn't you? Yeah, Silver Sleep. I mean, I asked if I had some, but we never actually did a scene or anything where I was. I oh, put yeah. it on my eyeballs, on my eyelids. Would have explained your behavior a little bit better if you had. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next question. All right. Uh, I'm curious about the constitution saves in the angel battle. In the finger losing rolls, shouldn't that have been strength competitions? And shouldn't have the sword wrist cut been a straight attack roll with hit points? Uh no. It, 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 <laughs> okay. It, it, it so you might have performed an analysis of the rule book suggesting what might be the most likely way to do it, but and and it could be that you are correct. However, you know, as the DM in the moment making that decision based on what I created for the character, it was right. If that makes sense. Yeah. Without being, you know. That makes sense. Sure. The yeah. DM makes the call for what's what's going on. So if it doesn't adhere to something in the rules necessarily, and the DM's like, "Oh, that's how it works," then that's just how it works. Yeah. So that brings up a really good question: How lenient are you with yourself when it comes to rules policing? Because I know us as a, as team players, we don't really. Well, if something comes some discussion, up, but if something comes up and I look at it and I'm like. I would have decided to do things differently had I remembered this. I will backtrack with the party and make those corrections. Like, I try to be, you know, I feel like, oh, this is really unfair, blindsided, or had a big impact. Like, hopefully, I think this is a self-assessment, but hopefully I do go back and, like, say, like, no, no, I rolled wrong. I think I've done this on the show before. It needs to be this way. And if a player brings up a concern that also makes me feel the same way, then I want to do that because I, I, we're, we're here to have fun. So if something you know, definitely is just feels wrong. I'll do that. But, but technically your DM can just be like, throw out all the rules and just decides what happens and you have to live with it. That's sort of the, and, and that might frustrate you as a player, but, um, and my goal is not to frustrate any players, but it's just, yeah, Pharrell got his fingers pulled off. They're going to, you know, fortunately he lived through it, but 
you'll have to deal with how that happened. <laughs> That's one where I'm just like, just deal with it. Sure. That's Respectfully and with love. Sure, sure. All right. And then one for everybody. What's your current primary motivation in the campaign? And is there anyone jonesing to get back to some quest line that we've left behind? Oh, wow. I mean, not really. I For me anyway, because I feel like I like being taken somewhere. And there's nothing that I'm. Oh, I mean, I I, I like I like this. You're that kind of girl. Eh? Yeah. I I like that feeling of like, oh, we're gonna do, we're going where? Okay, whatever. I'm in. Let's go. Like, I I don't really dwell too much on loose ends. Part of that is I just sort of put them out of my head and think about what's happening now. But it's also kind of nice down the road when Bo will suddenly insert a character, and we're like, oh my gosh, that guy's back. Like we haven't seen him since forever ago or like you know recently having the gnomes back has been kind of a flashback at least for john and i uh because we had you know dealings with them before i do like that a lot but i'm in no rush to go man i wish boat hurry and finish this part so i can go do this other thing like it doesn't really doesn't really bug me although mind flares are starting to piss me off but other than that you know they're just and what we did today was really great <laughs> In that regard, it was cathartic in a lot of ways. Yeah, actually, it really yeah. was. <laughs> like as each mind flare went into the beam and disintegrated, I, I just felt like it made me aware of how how I was feeling because I was just like, "Oh, look at that!" Yeah, that yeah. I feel so I good. A, I spent a lot of time constructing that encounter for you to just trivialize it. Hope, oh. uh, especially Hoochie Boochie or whatever. Well, why is. were there two rockets? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't find them the like case. you're supposed to do is X I mean, with X. You did great. You did great. I'm just saying. I'm just putting it on the record. You know, that room was designed over the span of many hours. Boxing <laughs> with a rocket. It's like boom, boom. It's like the, the lizard folk. It's okay. Oh, you did God. the right thing. It's not a criticism. It's just funny how, you know, you can't plan for this kind of stuff. I don't put one thing one somewhere and who knows where it's going to turn out. It up was. I mean, I don't know about you, Kristen. This would be my question for you. For me, it was extremely cathartic because every fight has been such an uphill struggle in this dungeon and just like, oh my gosh, we're skin of our teeth. Mind flares have been such a nightmare. And then on top of that, there's just the memory of how the rocket launcher went the first time. Mm. And so for it to not only work, but work really well and and help make this fight, you know, we'll see how easy it made the fight. Yeah. But you know, definitely had an impact. It felt really good. Yeah. I'm still so I was just like, scared. oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. No, if to clear out the trash, but that's what it feels like it's been designed for. It's to clear out the trash because we've got a floating mind flare who wasn't knocked back. He just kind of, woof, there goes the fire. And then a giant lich dragon in the center with a little elf girl. I mean, I think Saranthalos's death was probably the one I was most... Thank God. Yeah, Into she sucked. She's not coming back. Yeah, F that lady. Well. She's horrendous. I, I hope not. All that, yeah, after, actually, we should. We probably shouldn't gloat too much because Bo in his head is going, what? <laughs> Bo's yeah. like, oh, you don't want to hear from Saranthalas again, huh? <laughs> Let me write down on a piece of paper yeah. for no reason. I mean, if I really felt that way, I could just make a sister called Saranthalas. Have you seen my sister Saranthalas? <laughs> Damn it. Let me give like you a, a necklace. Okay, let me put it on. <laughs> you uh, still have the necklace on? Yeah. Oh yeah. Last Probably. time I tried to take it off, I got electrocuted. Uh, it's just funny that it's still on there. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I don't know. Like to answer the question, I, you know, I tend to, I've definitely, you know, I feel like I've experienced the dungeon. I'm ready to not be experiencing a dungeon and get back to other things, but I don't think there's, I don't think there's anything that I'm just like, ah, that's the storyline for me. That's what I want to chase down. I just, I'm excited to see, you know, there's that you do a thing and then you see the repercussions of that. And we've been doing a lot of doing the thing. And so I think I'm excited to get back out in the world and see what the repercussions are going to be. And, you know, we, we had a lot of things all happen right in town, even as we were leaving. And there were a lot of teases as far as principal city and all of that. And so I think there's just a lot of intrigue out there that I'm excited to explore. So I think that's maybe where I'm at as far as Stanley's motivation. I don't know. Stanley's been lost for a little bit. Um, and I don't think he's, I think right now the reason all he's talked about is saving the little girl is because I don't think he has much beyond that at the moment. Well, that brings us to a close. That's all mm. the time we have folks. 32 Aww. minutes of quality content right there in your pants. Wait, what? Hey, we'll be back doing this again. <laughs> one month from now, one more of these. Ain't bad. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do this again, and we look forward to it greatly. Uh, if you have feedback for us, please cons- uh, consider sending it, because that's how we fill the bonus show, is with your calls. Your, or not your calls. I guess we could do calls. With your emails, with your texts, <laughs> with your stuff. Uh, you can even send us a, a tweet. We'll write some of that stuff down. If you're on our Discord, that's a great place for it as well. Kristen is uh, very kindly putting all this stuff together all the time, and We appreciate her hard work as well. Uh, I think that's going to do it. Uh, Until next month for our bonus show and next week for our new episode. Thank you all for listening. Uh, Thanks for being here. What else? That's it. That's it. Therewillbedungeons.com. I'm Scott Johnson. Big thanks to Bo, John, Kristen, Kyle, and (laughs) baby arm Flynn. That's going to do it for us. We'll see you guys next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Now we're going to delve into some penis talk.